broadcasting on the BBC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the BBC. Hello, Welcome Home listeners. Thank you for joining us on episode 25 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom, and I'm here with Damon and Trevor. Wanted to ask you guys, did you see this new membership extra thing that DVC just announced with the, the Disney Cruise? I know, Damon, you got to be slightly excited about this at least. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> excited is a tough word. I'm just so spent out from the last few cruises. So I, let me talk about what I think about it. Um, you know, in general, I think it's a great thing. So everyone has to realize that Disney cruises work a little differently than, let's say, your Carnival Cruise, your Royal Caribbean, or anything like that. As you progressively get closer to the date, it does not get cheaper. It actually gets more expensive. So that's why I think people aren't realizing how big of a deal this truly is. Because on other cruise lines, this means nothing. Because really, you try to wait until the last minute you can get something because you may get you know a super great deal. You may end up sneaking on for half price. Kids may come on free. You don't know what you get. But for Disney, it doesn't work that way. So I've actually jumped on a cruise with some friends that had booked earlier than me and ended up paying like a few thousand dollars more because the cruise was was pretty close um, to um, going to wherever it was going. That word eludes me for now. What is that? Debarking? Departure. 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 (laughs) Wait, embarking? I don't don't know. know. Whatever it is. But anyway, so I think this is a good thing. I think (laughs) think that's the other. That's the way I think when you you come back. Yeah. But but I think this is a good thing because even booking a date earlier means that if you know what cruise you're going to do, and again, cruises are are expensive. Now, I'm not saying that they're not worth the money. All I'm just saying is that they're expensive, especially Disney cruises. So having a day earlier is great because you kind of know when you're going to be on a cruise you don't just wake up one morning and go oh, i'm going to just drop you know 17 grand it usually i mean not for me at least you know maybe it works like that way for other people so this is a nice bonus i would say i i think it's a good thing it allows you to get to the cruises you want um quickly and get get rooms that you want too because that's another thing i mean sometimes you know you may want to be on a cruise but the room that you wanted will go and then you're stuck too right you end up having to get a veranda if you don't feel like you need one because that's all they have left so the other thing with Disney Cruises, too, there's I don't believe there's as many as some other cruise lines. So you really have to be dialed in to where you want to go, when you want to go. And again, that limits the amount of cruises. So having a, this benefit, I think, is big. I, I, I think it's a good thing. So to me, this sounds like, I mean, this this is kind of how I plan my vacations to Disney World as well, right? Like, um, you know, I, I'm always, uh, you know, booking as far as I can out, like, you know, 11 months at the home resort or seven months for, for, uh, for other resorts. And yeah, so to me that this just kind of lines up, I guess, with the mentality of DVC, which isn't a bad thing for me personally. Um, my wife is very against getting on a cruise and I can understand because she, she does deal with motion sickness and all that. And she would be worried that, you know, it would be, you know, five days of, of yeah, you got it. The first one that you Throwing do up everywhere. Yeah, yeah. The first, the first one that you do, you got to go short just in case. Yeah, but but like I said, I I like the I I do like the fact that they're offering it this way, and and you know even just one day before the general public, I I feel that you know people talk about you know those DVC perks. This is this is exactly how it should be. Is you know we're the first ones in the door. We're the ones who kind of get to pick first. It, it kind of gives that you know feel of of something 
sort of exclusive, even if it's only for a day. Well, and maybe we should explain this really quick, too, because we didn't even explain what we're talking about, did we? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you asked the question, but yeah. That's so, true. So... That's true. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure we explain it to everybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty straightforward, right? As you know, uh, early booking on uh, DVC Cruise Lines is available for DVC members one day before the general public, starting March 7th, right? So, yes. So that's later this week. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's that's basically what's happening. It's a new membership perk that was just announced, basically, um, you know, recently here. And so I I don't know, Trevor, it's funny that you say that because it does fall into kind of like how DVC works. Right. Um, But I'm not going to lie because I haven't been on a Disney cruise. When I first saw it, I thought to myself a day early. That's not that big of a deal. I don't know. But it sounds like it is. So from my experience in the last year with, you know, um, like trying to book fast passes and trying to, you know, book hotels and then having all that ripped out from underneath of me and trying to rebook things. Um, even just having a day before everyone else to me seems like a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, you know what, that's, that's a true point. And we should point out too, that there's so, um, people that are part of the castaway club. Are, are you part of the castaway club, Damon? I know you've cruised a couple times with them. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to be if you cruise. Yeah, I'm just wondering. So, like, because if you're a platinum member, you can book, a, like, three days before the general public. Gold, you can do two. Um, silver. Silver. So you can do it already at the same level as what DVC members can do. But yeah, if you were in silver, silver, though, you'd still get that extra day. Correct. But, but I guess this is good for those people that are new to, to cruises and have never done it before. Well, right? and again, like, I, I don't know, what is it, five for gold or something like that? You know, two for... So I don't remember what it is, but yeah, I'm not I mean, sure of the tiers to be honest. Yeah, I, I think maybe the second one is silver. So yeah, it's pretty much is going to be your first cruise or something like that that you're talking about here. It gives you know members an opportunity to book their first cruise a little bit earlier. Uh, again, it's a benefit. I, I'm good for benefits. I think it's a good benefit based on what it is and and the way that Disney cruises work. Again, it wouldn't be as big of a benefit if their cruises worked differently, but it is. So well, thumbs up. I- I, you know, for me, I, I kind of agree with you on that. Like, I am in favor of any extra benefit that I can get with having DVC, whether I'm going to use it or not. You know, I, I think more benefits are, are a good thing to have, regardless of, of what they are. So that's, for me, this is a good thing. And like I said before, I mean, Disney's made it clear, you know, they, they do rotate these things, right? As you know, exactly. Not, it's not always going to be exactly what you want. Like, I don't care to go on a cruise anytime soon, but good that good that they're doing this because it means you know at some point they're gonna stop doing this and they're gonna offer something else and it may be something that i want at that point <laughs> exactly exactly so yeah no i think this is good all around I, I i think it was it was a little random i mean but i i think you know all of a sudden that thing came out but i think it's an interesting benefit that they're offering it's a good extra benefit and uh i think it's you know anytime they have any of these things it always makes your membership more valuable in my mind so um, so just on to some other things here. Uh, so, uh, us news and world report known for ranking hotels and things like that, um, put out a 2018 report of the best hotels in the Orlando Disney world area. Uh, and I thought this was interesting. It kind of made me laugh when I read it. Cause I was like, wait, so they did hotels just in the Disney area and not all of the Disney hotels made it into the top 56 there. I just thought that was really kind of funny and weird. Um, but the interesting thing is six DVC resorts made it into the top uh, 56 uh, resorts there. So, um, and those are, and these are ones that 
you know, are specific to DVC. So, uh, and number 17 was Disney's Animal Kingdom Villas, Kidani Village. Boulder Ridge Villas, which I was shocked by, even though I really like those. I'm a, I mean, Wilderness Lodge is my favorite, and, and that one is right there. I was at number 21. I'm just very surprised by that. Uh, Trevor's Home Resort here, Disney's Polynesian Villa and Bungalows, down at 36, which I thought was a little low for Polynesian. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> right? And then there's Damon's Home Resort coming in right after that at 39, which, Damon, I don't think you've ever even stayed there, right, at Saratoga? I've you stayed there ever- twice. Oh, that's right. You did say you stayed there twice. Okay, that's right. And then 42 for Disney's Boardwalk Villas. And I, I disagree with that one because Damon and I stayed there recently, and that one is tops for me. One I of the tops. I thought that was good. Yeah. I, again, see, to me, this means nothing. It's an opinion. It's a You know what? Of course. Not my opinion, so. Well, yeah, that's why we're care? talking about this, though. <laughs> <laughs> and then number 44, quickly, is Beach Club Villas. But So that's why we're talking about this, though, because I did find this interesting, and I wanted to see what your top let's say which what's your top six of disney dvc resorts or just disney resorts in general because i know uh, trevor you're still you're still waiting to do your first dvc uh visit so yeah and and, i mean and honestly i mean from listening to you guys talk about uh the boardwalk you've actually convinced me for my next trip uh in 2019 we're gonna try and get into the boardwalk so um for me it's you know i i want to say polly is the top because it is my home resort and it's really close to Magic Kingdom and all that. So I, I know Contemporary and the Grand Floridian are there. I don't think I would ever stay at the Grand Floridian. It's just not it's not my speed. Yeah. Um Contemporary, yeah, definitely one day. Um so so I mean Polly and Contemporary are good. Wilderness Lodge, I would love to stay there. It's very um I have stayed at the Grand Californian, which is very, very similar. So I, I can understand why you love that, Tom. Um, outside of that, I mean, yeah, I, I I guess my thing is, is that I, I haven't stated enough of the different ones to say which one I really, which ones would really be my favorite. I can say though, that, uh, Caribbean beach, as much as I, I did enjoy my trip there, it probably wouldn't be in my top 10. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a DVC resort. No, it's not. It's just a, a Disney resort, but, um, just seeing all all the trouble that went around that trip and just seeing how much walking was involved in that resort, oh, yeah. I wouldn't even consider that. But something interesting that I noticed, though, I've, I've actually been looking at some of the different uh, DVC resorts. And when I looked at Old Key West um, and Saratoga Springs, their layouts are similar to Caribbean Beach. Like, it's, it seems like it's pretty far and spread out. But I guess I don't know how their bus systems and everything work there to say whether it's better or worse so a lot of bus stops <laughs> yeah I, I figured as much yeah uh and, and you know it it's i i would agree with that that there's similar layouts and i don't know for me i guess the reason i bring this up is because i look at it and you know dvc's build as being the best of the best resorts right the deluxe resorts that we you know buy into and they're they're supposed to be the best of the best and it's funny to me that only six of them uh showed up on this list uh, you know, when, when there's so many other ones that are out there, my home resort didn't even end up on the list. Bay Lake's not even there. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but think about it like this, right? You know, Bay Lake, I could see why Bay Lake's not there because what, what we're talking about is pulling Disney out of the equation, right? The parks are out of the equation. True. Do yeah. I think yeah, that that's true. any of those places are better than some of the Marriott's in Orlando or the, the Gaylord Palms, which I've stayed at 
kicks the crap out of all of these places. I'm sorry to say, (laughs) because you know you're not talking about the parks, right? When you add into the parks or even the busing or anything like that, but that's not what we're talking about. And again, there are a lot nicer hotels in the area, so it doesn't surprise me at all. Again, have you guys stayed anywhere else? I've stayed at a bunch of different places, so that's why I ask. Um, what's where's the one with the ducks? There's the what is that? The one that has the duck walk. That one's really nice. Um, I guess. Yeah, um, actually, my kids got to do that because I knew somebody that worked there. Uh, hold on, now you're going to make me Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. The Peabody. The Peabody. Peabody. Yeah, the Peabody Orlando. That's a great hotel. Um, like I said, Gaylord Palms, phenomenal hotel and great food and a lot to do. The pool kicks butt. Um, <laughs> let's see, over at Universal, if I was to say the Pacific, Royal Pacific, probably nicer than any of the hotels that disney has especially pool wise i think again it's it's again uh, taking out disney it, it becomes yeah. a little different so sure uh, yeah. well you've stayed at a lot of the different resorts statement what, what what are your like top couple ones that you you know what you would say and they're all kind of the same to me excluding food I mean, to be absolutely honest with you, it's more of a preference of what food I like. I think each one brings a little something different to the table. I mean, Boardwalk obviously has the Boardwalk, and that's cool to be able to walk on the Boardwalk, have the games and things like that. But, I mean, you know, you bring me over to, you know, Wilderness Lodge, and they have the campfire and, you know, the marshmallows. Like, each one has a little something different. Saratoga, it's nice to have the two pools and, you know, the DVC location. Polynesian was nice just for the food. Like... Again, I don't know if I would rank them, rate them, excluding food, and I don't know if that's necessarily anything but a personal preference. So I like them all pretty much the same. So theme doesn't necessarily matter to you as much. It's theme doesn't matter to me. It's more, like I said, Animal location, Kingdom. location, I guess, yeah. No, not even that because I'm going everywhere anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom, like I said, I'll be staying there again. I, I like Animal Kingdom as a resort. I just don't, don't like the food. Um, so it's sure. tough for me. I mean, do I penalize them because of my personal taste? I can't, right? So that's where it becomes a little bit more difficult. But I think everyone brings a little something different to the table. But I will say I don't think any of them are Gaylord Palms level, which well, is really nice. Makes total sense, right? And, and I mean, you also got to put it in context, too, that, you know, I, I assume Gaylord Palms is it, like it's not a resort or a, like a tourist type hotel it's a it's a it, it kind of is i mean it's a very ritzy high-end hotel there's one in texas the great right. opry right there's there's it's a top line hotel okay so so i i guess a little bit different target audience than uh even the the dvc or disney hotels right yeah i guess so i mean it is part of that you know florida family resorts sort of you know you know, if you kind of look at it like that, like I said, I think that's kind of what we're shooting for here is those family-friendly resorts. You know, the thing that a lot of these places have is instead of having, let's just say, one water slide, you know, they almost have, like, water parks in these resorts where, again, like, you're saying that, okay, well, Disney has water parks, but they're not in the hotel. It makes it difficult to really compare them. That's interesting. Well, there's also the Four Seasons, too, is on is on Disney property, too. Uh, you know, which I believe, I don't think that was number one on the list. It might've been maybe, maybe it was the Gaylord one, but I know four seasons was top on there too. Um, but I see, mean, now, I just now that, I want to see where, where actually the Gaylord Palms does end up. Do they have the whole, they do oh, have look. the whole list on the, on the website I sent you. <laughs> okay. It's yeah. It's at the bottom. If you click on the, Oh wait, this is it. So it's the top how many? Well, it, it has the top 56. If you look at okay. all of them. So four seasons is number one on the list. And then Ritz-Carlton, okay. Waldorf Astoria, the Alford Inn. Uh, I don't know where that is. 
So the Grand Floridian is five, though. Yeah, the Grand Floridian is at five. Okay. I can't see myself staying. Like kind of like what Trevor was saying. I'm. It's not really my speed. I like going to check. Oh, that I can't. Place I out. can't wait. Oh, look at that. The Royal Pacific is nine. So I feel more. I feel redeemed because that's exactly <laughs> what I would say. I thought that's a very very nice hotel. I like oh, that yeah, a I'm lot. Sure, yeah. Um, and it's got the famous. It's it's emeralds is on um in there as well. Which I think oh is yeah nice. yeah yeah. That's 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 really nice. Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of really nice resorts that are, and, and the Four Seasons is is in Golden Oaks, which is where the the million dollar houses are that are on Disney property. So it's you know it, it's that kind of area, um, of of property anyway. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I just thought this was an interesting list, an interesting conversation of some of the different hotels. When you know, DVC is all about the hotels, and uh, you know, it's funny to me that six of them show up on there. So, uh, anything else you guys want to mention before we move on? Nope. All right. Well, so last week, or I shouldn't say last week, I should say last episode, uh, we were, or actually many episodes ago, now that I'm thinking about it, we talked about uh, Club 33 uh, coming to Disney World, and Disney really hasn't said a whole lot about it lately. It's been a lot of, like, you know, rumors, and we've heard uh, that Golden Oaks uh, residents are starting to get offered uh, memberships and things like that. Uh, and and really, even the, those spaces where the lounges are going to be haven't been confirmed yet. However, somebody noticed that uh, you know every it's been rumored for a while now that there was going to be a Club Thirty Three lounge at uh, the American Adventure in uh, Epcot. Uh, you know, like it, there, it used to be, there's there was like a special lounge there, uh, and they converted this into a Club Thirty Three uh, area. Uh, Disney hasn't confirmed this yet, but there's a picture out there basically of a little inconspicuous doorbell. Uh, and Magic Band Scanner, oddly enough, uh, for the back door where you would get into this lounge area. So, I, I don't know. I, it's not confirmed by Disney yet, but it seems kind of confirmed by Disney. So, I uh, wanted, to, wanted to bring that up. And I'm, I'm interested. I, why, why do you think they, they haven't talked about this more? I, I would think they'd be, you know, announcing well, things. So, the thing about <laughs> Club 33 is kind of like Fight Club. You, you don't... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we going to get in trouble for talking about this, Trevor? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I, I might get dragged off into a back room somewhere. But, but I mean, that, that's kind of the thing about Club Thirty Three is if if you've ever seen it in Disneyland, is that it is stuffed in a back corner, or what? Rather, the entrance is in a back corner. So they they want to make it conspicuous, inconspicuous, so that it's not you know a bunch of people standing around looking at it or whatever. It's it's meant to be you know a kind of a, a private retreat within within uh the disney property so i can see why yeah they're they're just making the these you know little plates um the magic band scanner is kind of interesting to me because well i i can see why you know they want everything integrated in the magic band but it, it just yeah it seems kind of weird because um i don't know it just like magic bands are very touristy i guess and if you're going to Club 33, I I would assume you're not necessarily like like well, a typical tourist. But I feel like theoretically, theoretically, it could not be a magic band. It could be like your Club 33 secret membership card with an RFID well, chip in it, which that is, they would could be scan a on there. Magic you know? band. 
<laughs> but, well, it would be, but I mean, you could yeah. make it a little classier, right? Oh, yeah. Or maybe maybe you get like a special edition Magic Band for your Club Thirty Three membership for the you know twenty five grand you pay just to sign up. You get a special edition Magic Band that gets you into Club Thirty Three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I know. Um, <laughs> it also looks like though with that plate that uh, I'm guessing that there's going to be a camera there as well, so they're going to have probably a security guard sitting inside watching who's who's there and all that kind of stuff. Because, the it, again, it's not the kind of place that, you know, people just wander in and out of or you can even ask to go and have a look. Like, they'll just tell you no if you go and ask to, to look around in Club 33. So. Yeah, they'll be like, Club 33? What Club 33? What are you talking about? The, Isn't that true at Disneyland that they'll be like, oh, we don't know what you're talking about at Club 33? No, they, they, they just <laughs> say no. It's they just, just say no. Yeah, <laughs> they just, just pretend no. like it's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Damon, I, I know we talked about this like many episodes ago and you were sort of kind of interested. I mean, are you still kind of interested or is it just not enough details have come out yet? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot of other things I have to worry about. So Club 33, until I have cash in hand, doesn't really interest me at all because it's just something that doesn't matter to me, right? So it doesn't affect me at all, really. Sure, I can see that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I I just think it's I wanted to bring this up because I thought it was kind of interesting and kind of neat that it was it was thrown out there. Uh, and, you know, Disney really hasn't said anything about it. It has been kind of quiet about it. Um, I do like that lounge location. I think it's a cool place to put the lounge. I mean, who knows what it's going to look like on the inside, but I, I think it's cool that it's there. Uh, I like the location, although it is pretty much the furthest place from the entrance you can get in the park uh, <laughs> from the main entrance anyway. Uh, you know, so it's it's a lot of walking to get there, but um, you know, it's, I think it's, if you're coming from international, the international gateway, though, it's not. That's that no, bad. you're right. Short yeah. walk from the international gateway, from the front of the front of the park, though. Long yeah. Walk. <laughs> um. So yeah, just wanted to bring that up. But th- this next topic, I think you guys will be interested in, though, because I this one kind of, I don't know how to feel about this. I think it's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> so Flight of Passage uh, in Avatar, uh, I don't call it Avatar Land, it's Pandora, has started handing out warning slips to people that are about to go on, go on Flight of Passage. They're giving them cards that basically warn them not to ride Flight of Passage if they're prone to motion sickness, afraid of heights, like that kind of thing. Similar to what they do on Mission Space before you get on. And I guess people, guests were complaining that they didn't know what the ride was beforehand, despite, you know, the cast members telling them. Um, so I guess my question with this is, if you see these slips, it's pretty magic ruining, I feel like. I, I don't know if that's the term, <laughs> or not, right? I, like, the whole idea of Pandora is that you're immersed in there. There's, like, not even really signs for the attractions. You know, it's kind of, you know, a little bit, you got to, like, search for them. And now they're giving out these cards that's, like, calling it an attraction. And, and I don't know. I feel like it completely breaks the immersion. Uh, well, yes and no. But, I mean, it, it is still an attraction. and And I think, you know... I, I think what came down in here was that Disney was having a problem with, you know, yeah, people either claiming ignorance or were, were legitimately unaware of what was happening. And unfortunately, when when they're in that position, they have to, you know, a, a guest comes to them, they're upset because they were caught off guard because, you know, Disney didn't warn them appropriately. So, so. I mean, they usually, their policies, you know, they try and compensate and make the guests feel happy. So I I think this makes sense because otherwise they're going to be handing out people fast passes for, you know, (laughs) not realizing that Flight of Passage was an intense ride. And and I I guess my thing with this too is, you know, 
and this is just me is that before we went, like I didn't watch anything about the ride, but I did do my homework on it. I, I was aware of what kind of ride it was. And my wife and I had the discussion about, because my wife does suffer from motion sickness. So, you know, before I even booked fast passes, I said, you know, is this something you even want to consider? And, you know, her knowing what it was, she said, no, forget it. But if I just booked her on it and dragged her on, I would have felt awful personally if I had done that because it would have ruined the rest of her day. But I, I, yeah, I just, I I don't think this is on Disney. I, I just, it blows my mind that people don't know what these things are. Well, the thing is, I go on Dinosaur, and there's big signs that tell me, hey, you know, your kid might be scared. I don't understand why they have to hand anything out. That's so stupid. Like, here's the thing. You know what, Tom? The 40,000 other people there break the immersion for me, so I'm not too worried about that. <laughs> yeah, okay? that's a fair point. I mean, it's so, a fair point. Yeah. So you know what you're getting into. <laughs> yeah, so the thing is, by giving out cards, I mean, I- I'm not like, you know, Mr. Thump Thump Environmental, but... Man, that seems like an awful big of waste, right? I like, think they reuse them. I think that because yeah. you have to hand them back to a customer. Oh, do you have to hand them back? But, like, yeah. why even do that? Like, you know, Dinosaur, I'm pretty well aware of what I'm getting into, right? This ride is dark and scary. Your kids may be scared. Okay, right? Like, I get it. Why not just have something that's different from the regular motion sickness ones, right? So, like, I think that's the problem that they're having is that the differentiation between, let's say, Mine Rider, Thunder Mountain, and this ride is not great enough to imbue those people with, you know, the fear of motion sickness, truly. And I think that's where I think the problem lies. I think handing out cards and stuff like that, man, just make the sign better, right? Make it different from the rest of your signs <laughs> where you try to scare people, you know, into what they should be doing. Like, just, hey, listen, this is what this ride is going to be like. You might want to rethink that, right? Because, I mean, did it ruin it when I was like, oh, dinosaur is going to be scary and there's going to be, you know, lights and a... No, but it's right there on the sign, right? Like, exactly. I don't know. That's the way I feel. And to that point, you know, um, the queue for Flights of Passage is so long. Like, like I, I'm thinking back now to <laughs> – Give me the know, video, the right? Clue. Yeah. Like, Isn't there like a they, lot of things that show you the video, right? Like the Cali River Rapids, right? I, Dude, I pretty much feel like I rode the whole ride before I got on there. Well, exactly. <laughs> Is that, like, like I think even, you know, like Space Mountain, like, you know, before you go into Space Mountain – or sorry, I'm thinking even Disneyland is that, you know, they have a TV there – and it's running a constant thing saying, you know, Space Mountain is a fast ride with sudden drops and turns and stuff. So, you know, people know what it is through that whole queue where I think yeah, like scares 90% Tom of right off of the line. Yeah, I mean, you, it does, does its job, obviously. I've never been in the line, so I can't tell you. It couldn't have scared me well, off of it. <laughs> but, but even even in the uh, even in the fast pass area in in uh, Big Thunder or not Big Thunder in Pandora, like you, you've still got all this space where, you know, they can put signs, they can put something that, you know, it could even fit with the immersion. It can be like, you know, um, one of the, the crew members telling you this stuff, like, because they do do that on every other rise, you know, they do their spiels, but they do it in character. So why not? Like, like, why does it have to be a piece of paper? Which again, I I get, this is, this is probably more of a stopgap because I think they were just having too many complaints. And and it, it makes sense to me. It makes sense that they would do this, but at the same time, I, I I'm of the opinion. I kind of put stuff back onto you know, you can do the research. You can you know be prepared for what this is. If you go into something blind and you don't have the experience that you want, that's kind of your own fault for going into it blind. Like you have to kind of yeah. accept what's going to happen 
if you're well, not prepared for it. <laughs> exactly. And I guess the, the, the problem was the cast members were giving this warning verbally and people just don't listen. Right. So yeah, like well, they were telling them this information and people were just ignoring them completely. Um, not that I mean, who I would ignore the piece of paper, though, too. I mean, I, I, what I don't understand, I guess, is looking at that piece of paper. I saw a photo of it and I'm thinking to myself, they could have made this part of the thing. Right. They could have said your ride on your Banshee can be turbulent. You know, like they could have done like a whole thing. But I felt like they chose to go like what legal decided to write. It's, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it didn't seem like some Imagineers wrote that. It seemed like a legal team wrote that out. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I think it was more of a, you know, we got X number of complaints, so here, write this up quick and hand it out, right? And yeah, yeah I, I just feel I, I that... I, I feel like, yeah, they, they definitely were going for, you know, as much of the, oh, you know, we we want this to be organic and, you know you know, not bombarding you with the fact that this is an attraction, even though you're in line for an attraction, but they could have found a, a way to work this in. And, and, and I guess the shocking thing to me is that, you know, they do this on every other ride. Like they're like, we're, we're pretty good at figuring out, you know, from the warning spiels and stuff, which rides my wife wants to go on and doesn't want to go on. So I don't understand why this one is so different. <laughs> well, you know, you know what this kind of reminds me of, this reminds me of a ride that we've talked about, many times on the show because uh, many Disney fans and, and I know Damon, you've lamented the loss of this ride forever too is uh, alien encounter, right? So part of the reason why they got rid of alien encounter is because despite multiple warning signs that it was a scary ride for kids, despite several verbal warnings from the cast members that it was scary for kids when kids came crying, I came out crying later. And then when you went to guest relations and screamed at the guest relations people that you made my kid cry, you never told me this was going to happen. Uh, you know, they, that's part of why they closed that is because they had so many complaints about it. It's, it's the same thing. It's like, no matter how many warnings you give to some people, they're just not going to listen. They're just going to still do it. And then they're going to blame Disney for it. Cause they don't want to take, take, uh, you know, uh, they don't want to take the blame for it themselves. It's, it just reminds me of that. Well, okay. Well, so I'm going to take my opportunity then right now, because, you know, obviously for, for all you folks out there that are listening to us right now, um, I'm hoping that, you know, you listening to us, I'm going to say, listen to the cast members yeah. because, you know, they, they know what's going on. They know what's up. So listen to them, tell your friends to listen to them as well, because yeah, like, like we shouldn't have to be handing out warning signs. <laughs> yeah. This is, I always like to say, this is why we can't have nice things. And this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> this yeah. is, you know, <laughs> so it, it, anyway, it's sad, but I understand it. <laughs> yeah. I get it too. I just, I wish people would pay attention research before. I mean, there's a multitude of places you can, you can research these rides without even knowing what the ride is. You can find out, you know, what the ride's like and not, not have to even listen to the cast members when you get there if you just do basic research. But I understand not everybody does that. It just it, I, and I'm not one that's like, oh, we need total immersion. And like, you know, when I'm in Pandora, I'm like, oh, I'm really in Pandora. Like, I'm not thinking that way. I just I feel like if you're going for full immersion, this kind of is you know a little bit of a a little bit of a, a distraction from that. So anyway, so uh, <laughs> we'll move on to other things here. Yeah. Um, uh, I just thought it's it's an interesting conversation because it's you know it's really kind of one of the one of the first times that Disney tried to do total total immersion uh, like you know Harry Potter and I I haven't been to Harry Potter maybe Damon can shed some light on this do they do anything like that at Harry Potter Land where there's like warnings like that or is it total immersion they don't because I know like at no, Harry Potter they, they don't even like sell like Coke products right it's correct 
No, I mean, it, if you really want to talk about immersion, I, I think that, you know, the Harry Potter lands definitely do a better job at it. But that being said, you know, people came out of those rides not feeling well. I mean, I tell you, the, the Harry Potter ride, the original one, you know, maybe I shouldn't have ridden it four times in a row in, you know, 10 minutes. But <laughs> you know, I was, I was, I didn't feel so hot after that, right? Well, so. <laughs> But that was only because I was there when it opened, and there was all sorts of ride issues, and they were being nice by opening the park early. So, that, like I said, that but was you didn't just... go up to like a cast member there and just start scre- screaming at them because, like, how dare you let me ride that four times and get sick? Exactly, and I, yeah. think, I think that's kind of the point, right? Is that you know, if you're, you know, my kids went on Mission Space, right? My, I think one of them came out sick, right? He was kind of messed up for like three hours. That's life, man. Like you keep it moving and that's that, you know, you learn not to do it. And next time, like that's the way I'm looking at this too. You know, again, immersion is immersion, but just if you ride it and you don't feel well for the rest of the day, don't ever ride it again. There you go. You learned your lesson. All right. So I got a follow-up question to this now that I'm thinking about it. So we got Star Wars land coming or Galaxy's Edge. I, I should start. I should really start calling it Galaxy's Edge. But I don't want to call it that. <laughs> okay, we've got Star Wars land coming. Yeah, Star Wars land. <laughs> Rebel. And, and you know they, they're telling us that you know this is going to be like super immersive. Now, what happens when the Millennium Falcon ride you know has the same be. or worse, and they're forced to do the same thing? I, I don't think it's going to be personally, but if it was. I'm going to tell you right now, people are going to ride it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I just don't think it's going to be like that, right? I think it's going to be, I don't Star know, Tours you're in a cockpit. No, I don't even <laughs> think it's going to be like that. I think, you know, being in that, that cockpit-y sort of feel, you know, is a little different. Um, I, I don't know, though, right? Again, part of the problem has always been, at least for for me, too, is, you know, at Star Tours, is it's not... The, the, it's like not claustrophobic, but I, I don't know. Like I just, I just don't feel like Millennium Falcon ride is going to be like that. But yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. If it is, I don't know. Like I don't think that they're going to do that. I think that they're probably going to. And this is a shame, but I think they probably kind of pulled back because of flight of passage complaints, right? And I think that's that's the problem. You know, things like that stop progression of entertainment rides because they have to deal with something like this, right? And at the end of the day. Really, I mean, we could be truthful about this. It's not about putting out good rides. It's about making money. It's unfortunate, but that's really what it is. So are they going to put together a ride like the Millennium Falcon where they're going to get those complaints and maybe lose out because people are going to be like, you know, what do I want to go to Star Wars land for? Too much money invested. So I don't think it's going to be as rough as those two personally, but we shall see. Yeah, I I guess, like I said, my, my whole thought is that I mean, if they're putting out a Millennium Falcon ride, it's going to be, I am expecting at least something on the same level as Flight of Passage. And and to that end, like, you know, if, if I tell my wife that it's the same as Flight of Passage, she's going to flat out tell me, no, I'm not riding it. And that'll be sad because I, I would want her to experience it, but also I don't want to ruin her day because of it. Of course, yeah. But but again, you know, for for all those other people out there, you know, that don't look into what these rides are, like, I, I guess... How how upset would we be if you know you go into into Star Wars Land and they've got the Millennium Falcon ride there, but I, you know somewhere in that ride there's a sign that says you know like keep your hands inside the ride or you know don't 
don't stand up and do a cartwheel while the ride's in motion or like, <laughs> I mean, sorry, I, I know I'm, I'm being, no, I, you're, it's, I'm being you're right though. I mean, you're right. It's silly, silly here, but, but, but this is the thing is right. Like, you know, the, these signs are so like the reason that these signs are there is because somebody did something that prompted the sign being there. And a lot of cases, that thing that they did is incredibly stupid. And to me, the fact that they've have to even tell people what kind of ride this is seems, you know what there should be. Yeah. There should just be something like they have when you come to the park, right? So you got your fingerprint scanner. Cool. Right. How about as you're going through the queue line, there's a little thing that pops up and says, Hey, listen, this is to acknowledge that this ride is X, Y, and Z put your finger on it. Keep it moving. I'm okay with that too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, forget about this handing out these signs stuff, right? Like, yeah, it, do that to, to that end though like that um they actually you know put in the fine print on the bottom of your tickets when you buy your ticket about you know you're responsible for yourself and disney is not you true know, but, but this is this is an, an extra like hey check yourself right, right. like yeah they, hey, like the, the you verbal, check yourself the, and yeah and here's the little line when you read the screen and go oh maybe this isn't for me you just get off right like that's yeah. what it should be because, like we all know, is that you know uh, you sign a lot of things you don't know what they are. But if you're asking me to pull out a very small part of that and then check it, right, like fingerprint it to say I agree, that's you know maybe something. So if Disney starts doing something like that, well, that's because I said it here and they they all listen. And, and <laughs> they took the your nice, idea, obviously. The, the yeah. nice thing about that is you know if if they if they get that kind of acknowledgement where you know you you've consciously put your thumb on the thing and said. Yeah, I'm cool with this. Exactly. Yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay with it. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, I I'm okay with that too. I you know I just it's it, it's it all falls back on you know you shouldn't have to tell somebody not to stand up on the people mover. You should you know like you shouldn't have to tell somebody to keep your arms inside the vehicle at all times. You know like you shouldn't have to do that. Well, in the same vein as that, uh, you know, we're talking about Star Wars Land. So let's talk about something that Star Wars Land that Disney's preparing for the effects of Star Wars Land. Uh, and, and they're doing this in a variety of different ways. But Bob Iger, you know, the CEO of Disney, was recently at, um, I believe it was like a Morgan Stanley conference or something like that. Uh, let me let me double check that before I, I say that. Yep, Morgan Stanley Technology Conference. And uh, he basically came out and said that uh, they are going to move Disneyland to uh, multi-day ticket uh, dynamic pricing. So we've seen this already with single-day passes. You know, there's the different seasons, basically, and this is intended, basically, to spread the crowds out. And it actually it seems to have been working based on what I've seen out there. But And I'll quickly read this really long quote from Bob, Bob Iger because I find it kind of interesting. It says, technology has given us the ability to add a substantial amount of more flexible, variable pricing across the board. We just announced it in Shanghai. We've been doing it in California. We're doing it in Florida. In Florida, by the way, very few people buy the one-day pass. We've talked about putting into place flex pricing on multi-day passes. Uh, and that's coming somewhere towards the end of this year. We're trying to smooth out the experience for everyone, basically increasing the pricing during peak periods and decreasing or not increasing the pricing uh, as much in the off periods, so that the experience you have when you come to our park is just as good in the peak time as it might be with the times are uh, where the park is less crowded. By and large, this has been an initiative or strategy in the parks that is really starting to work both from a bottom line perspective and also from a guest experience perspective. So I, I think this is interesting that they're he's talking about this now because in my mind this is obviously in preparation for star wars land uh they're really gonna have to 
you know, make sure the crowds are spread out as much as possible. Obviously, it's going to make them more money at the same time. So that that's you know seems to be something that. Uh, they they want to do as well, but I don't know what you guys think about this. I, I feel like the multi day tickets have really been shielded up until this point, and I kind of felt like it was only a matter of time before folks that buy more than one day of tickets were going to start getting price increases. Again, I wish prices went up more. I'm all of the mind, you know, the higher prices go, the less crowds there are. So I'm okay with this, you know, in general. I don't know. I'm, You're okay I'm with okay. prices going up? I mean, it, sure. it's it is basic economics one on run right it's you know supply and demand they're and and actually this is working so this is not necessarily the worst thing in the world that they're, they're doing this i mean it has been spreading crowds out further uh, you you always hear people a lot a lot of people lament that there are no downtimes in disney world anymore so that to me change the pricing it would be downtimes then well yeah that's, <laughs> right. well that's what they did right yeah. so they they changed the pricing to make it so that it's just a smooth like okay it's just kind of a little bit busy most of the year still a little bit busier during the holiday times uh or a lot more busy but yeah it's just kind of smoothing it out but in my mind this is totally all about star wars land so i i mean just i don't know i don't see it like that i just see it as you know some sort of you know dealing with the crowds right because again that that's the problem that we've been seeing with disney is that even like old schoolers everyone's kind of like hey you know there is no downtime anymore there is no time where i can go and it's not busy I see it as more of a response to that. Um, I mean, some of these pictures of the parks, I mean, it's just it's crazy the amount of people that are there. So, Well, and I guess the thing is, is that, so I, I do watch some vlogs where, you know, there are days where it's quiet. I mean, it's it's not that the park is, you know, reaching capacity every single day or that the parks are reaching capacity every single day. There is quiet times, but you're right. It's, it's not as much as it used to be. The other thing, too, is that um, look at how Pandora opening went last year. Like, it was absolutely bonkers. Like, I, and even when yeah. I went, like, it, it was, what, three months after it opened? And they still had a line of people going out of the, uh, out of, Pan- or out of uh, Pandora. Animal Kingdom, yeah. Yeah, it, like, just to get on the one ride. They are trying to control this. And, and I think that's what they're trying to do is, you know, they're trying to, it, it, this is, that next level of crowd control where they're saying, you know, yeah, you, if you really want to come in the summer, you're going to pay to come in the summer. And I mean, the, the people that really want to be there are going to be there. The rest of us, we can wait until it quiets down and the price comes down and all that kind of stuff. But uh, again, timing right now, you've got Pandora. That's still kind of hot at the moment. You've got toy story land that's coming up in June this year. And then you've got star Wars land, coming next year and then whatever else after that like all the Epcot stuff yeah Tron and yeah like they they do need to do something this is where they do need to do something because if they don't if they don't put those limitations in place you're just gonna have more and more people coming for different reasons because like if you look at the spread of things like okay Pandora I don't think anybody really you know cared about Avatar that much like as a as a franchise or at least not right now I know that there's new movies coming but that they just want to go see the new land, but then toy story has its own following. So, you know, there's going to be people that really want to get into the toy story stuff. Then there's going to be star Wars, which again is going to have its own stuff outside of that. You've also got guardians of the galaxy. You've got, um, yeah, all the, all the other stuff they're doing in Epcot. So you're going to have all these people wanting to be at the parks for different reasons. And so they need some way to kind of say, you know, 
you need to decide if this is really what you want to do. And if you, if it is what you want to do, you'll pay us for it because you know, yeah. they'll, st- again, it still comes down to money. They'll, they'll yeah. get their money, but you know, the rest of us will have to, you know, think about if these, if going during these premium times is really worth it. <laughs> well, that's what they want. They want to shape behavior, right? So they want you to go, Oh gosh, I don't want to go during June. That's a lot of money. Like, and I mean, maybe they'll even, when Star Wars lands open, you know, they'll just have that jack through the roof on that month, right? Maybe the multi-day tickets for that those that month will just way be more expensive than everything else, and you'll pay a major premium to be there right at the beginning. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I, I, I just think it's uh, interesting that they're going to the strategy. I mean, it makes total sense, and it's something they have to do, especially at Disneyland, where it is just a nightmare all the time there pretty much right well and i mean the, the thing is is you also got to keep in mind too is um although disney world has local traffic disneyland is different in that it's literally right in the middle of a metropolitan area it's not its own city like how disney world is and the footprint of disneyland is way smaller too so you've got a whole bunch of locals that want to use the park on top of all the tourists that are coming from everywhere so yeah they absolutely they needed to do something because like, like I've seen that place when it's really busy and like Disney world is, is a lot bigger and can handle a lot more people. Disney, Disneyland is just, yeah, (laughs) it's crazy. (laughs) Different situation. At least some of this stuff at Disney world will be spread out. You know, guardians is at Epcot and you know, all the different stuff going on at Epcot and Epcot is a huge park that, you know, has so much room to it. So, I feel like that can better handle a lot of the crowds, but I would have thought the same thing about Animal Kingdom, though, too. But it's I mean, that little spot of Pandora is not that big. Well, that's part of the reason that it's tough. So, and I was going to say that that's the funny thing is, you know, when, when we were there, uh, Pandora was, you know, absolutely packed. Like walking around there, it was difficult to get around, even if you weren't in line for the ride. Just there was a lot of people. But then as soon as you left that area the rest of the park was actually relatively quiet and that was the day like i got on expedition everest like four or five times because there wasn't actually that many people in the park or in the rest of the park they were all over in that one little land they were all at pandora (laughs) yeah yeah actually i i think i've randomly looked at wait times sometimes i've done i don't know if you guys do that but i do that sometimes i just pop up the app and i look at wait times and think of you know think it's funny to look at certain things and i've noticed that like the other animal kingdom wait times it's like walk on basically for dinosaur <laughs> you, know, it's like, you just walk on to dinosaur everest or whatever if you want to even the safari mm-hmm. uh, because everybody's at pandora so i don't know it, it, i thought that was interesting but i, I want to keep us moving here uh unless there's anything else you want to say trevor or Dave, mm-hmm. before we go nope uh to the next thing so uh, it was announced uh, uh, recently, basically, that uh, Disney will be... For some of you that don't know this, and we kind of talked about this a little bit on the last podcast because there were some announcements about Disneyland Paris, um, Disney recently took over pretty much complete ownership of that park. It used to be a joint venture, but Disneyland Paris has struggled pretty hard. I think it's the most... It struggles the most of all the Disney parks, and... I think Disney just kind of got tired of it and was like, we we need to take this thing over and really, you know, invest some money into it. So they announced a multi-year two billion uh, euro expansion uh, at Disneyland Paris, uh, Walt Disney Studio Park, Walt Disney Studio Park. Which, if I if I remember correctly, and I've never been there, but I think uh, it's considered kind of the worst Disney park of all the Disney parks in the world. Uh, 
and someone can email me if I'm wrong about that. Maybe you love Walt Disney Studio Park and, you know, email me, whatever. Uh, um, From everything I've heard, it is the worst Disney park that's out there. And so they've announced this huge investment. They're going to build their own Star Wars land there, which from the concept art does not look as big as the other Star Wars lands. And I don't know if it's going to have the same rides or different things. But what I found interesting is that they're going to put a frozen land there and they're going to do a Marvel land. And so why I think this is interesting and why I wanted to bring it up is because I could you see this as a model for future lands in Disney World? Uh, you know, like Hollywood Studios, maybe more because Hollywood Studios. I mean, Walt Disney Studio Park is kind of the Paris version of Hollywood Studios, sort of. Uh, I'm I'm just wondering, you know, do do we see a Frozen Land at some point at Disney World? Do we see a Marvel Land if Disney can eventually get those rights away from Universal? Uh, you know, is this kind of a a, a a almost a test of what of what it could be in Disney World? So I, I don't know. Do you want to see a Frozen Land, or are we tired of Frozen at this point? Uh, I don't want to see it. So I guess my thing is is that okay, Star Wars is Star Wars. Like it, Star Wars is kind of that anomaly in that it's it's grown into something so big it kind of transcends just you know the the franchise. Like everybody kind of enjoys it. Um, Frozen seems like a very niche thing to me at this point. Like it's it's not for everybody, and to have a whole land dedicated around it. But again, this is all speaking from, um, you know, talking with people locally and all that. And and it may be different over in Europe. I don't know what is actually popular over there and what things have stuck. So maybe it makes more sense over there. Um, but focusing an entire land around a single franchise and actually as i'm saying this uh, i realize that they've already done this in california so i guess there's no reason why not <laughs> but because like i look at cars land and bugs life and all that and they have their own areas but I, I don't know i mean i guess it's because you know cars i i like cars i i do like cars as a franchise so cars land is nice i i enjoy it a lot frozen is not i'm i'm done with frozen <laughs> I, I don't see myself, you know, being excited about that. Um, the third one, Marvel. Marvel makes a ton of sense to me because Marvel is not just one thing, right? It's, you know, all of their, that whole universe of Marvel. So there's a ton of stuff there they can do with it. And it'll appeal to everybody that likes Marvel, which again, it's kind of, it's kind of on that same level as Star Wars, right? Like it's a, it's a larger audience and following. It's a similar audience yeah. almost. So, yeah, I guess of the three, you know, I, I just don't, I don't see why they picked Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe su- maybe Frozen's super popular in Europe. I don't know. But I do have to say, looking at the concept art for it, and there's not a lot of detail on the concept art, it does, the Frozen thing does look kind of cool. It, it looks like they have a big mountain. Um, and I don't know if I could, it looks like it's frozen. Um, yeah, like there's frozen <laughs> water on there. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, as soon as I said that, I was like, ah, this dumb comment. <laughs> Captain obvious. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so good at these puns. Uh, so, um, but, you know, it looks like they, they have a castle, and then it also looks like they have a part that's like the mountain. I don't know. They haven't really talked that much about the attractions that are going to be at these besides the whole rock and roller coaster turning into Iron Man roller coaster thing. Um, but outside of that, we don't really know what's going to be there. I just thought this was interesting, and, you know, it, sometimes they choose to keep these things in one place, and sometimes they, you know, like Star Wars Land, where they're throwing Star Wars Land everywhere. 
Um, you know, except for like Shanghai, because I don't think I think I've read that Star Wars is not that popular in China for some reason, um, hmm. or or Japan. I don't know. Anyway, I could be wrong about that, but I don't know. Damon, you want a Frozen Land? <laughs> I mean, I think it's fine. I, the, you know, the second movie's coming out. The movie's done well. I think it, the second one's going to do amazing. So it, it makes sense from the standpoint of just numbers. I mean, I think so too. Like, I, I, I think a lot of times when we get like, uh, oh, all these IPs are making their way into the parks. It, like, it, I get the, the 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 thought behind that, but at the same time, I, I like the original attractions. But they're also putting these IPs in there that are also original stories that are things that they you know they they came up with and and they're doing. So I I don't know. I I get the IP issue why people don't don't like that they're invading everywhere. But I mean. Inside Out's a pretty original movie. If they make that into a ride, I feel like it's still kind of an original thing, right? I don't know. Yeah, well, and I mean, on the subject of the whole IP thing, it's, you know, people people feel offended because, you know, they're cashing in on these movies, but they've been doing that since the beginning because... Since Sleeping, the beginning, yeah. Sleeping Beauty's castle was, you know, the only difference was is that they built the castle before the movie came out, hoping that the movie would do well. Now they're doing it the other way around where, you know, if a movie does well, then it warrants, you know, a, a, an attraction about it, which in my mind totally makes sense. So, <laughs> yeah, me too. They just so, need to do less of the IPs that I don't like and more of the <laughs> ones that I do like. <laughs> Personalized Disney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I You know, that's that's hard to do, though. I will say the Frozen show they have at Hollywood Studios is really good. We enjoy going to it. It's funny and silly and I don't know. But I, I, I'm kind of frozen out too. I mean, but like like Damon said, the new movie's coming out. It makes sense, you know. What is that this year or next year? I think it's. I think it's. Next. I don't remember. I don't remember either. They, Disney has so many movies coming out this year. Um, it's it's hard to keep track of all of them. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and and. Uh, Wreck It Ralph. Uh, is it 2019? Yep. Well, and uh, Avengers got moved up a week too. So. The biggest disappointment I have about about you know I'm super excited to have a baby. Don't get me wrong, but my wife's due date is right around when Avengers is coming out, and I was like, man, I'm not gonna get to see Avengers <laughs> like at all. It's not gonna happen for me. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, truth is, yeah, when you when you have kids, you'll uh... Dude, that's that's why you have to have a home theater in your house, yep. and then you don't have those problems anymore. But that but if I had that access to it, you know, like day one, then yeah, that'd be great. But I mean, it's all gonna get ruined for me by the time I see it. No, I mean you. You you just you know don't talk I mean, to. I didn't see. <laughs> yeah, I mean I didn't see Star Wars till like four weeks later, and not one thing got ruined because I just avoided everything. That's not actually that true. I haven't seen Black Panther yet, and I have not. No one's ruined anything for me about that movie. So all right, fair enough. I'll just have to be careful. Um, so anyway, uh, so on to our next segment here. Um, we're getting towards the end of the show, but uh, you know, like Trevor's yeah, new segment. And the rumors are all boring. So what are you talking about? <laughs> I figured you'd be excited about the Wonders of Life rumor because I know you're like an old school never tear anything down guy. So the rumors are all boring. So I mean, if people like check out now, I get it. I, <laughs> I don't think they're boring at all. So we got uh, traveling international with Trevor. So Trevor, uh, if you want to talk about what your next topic is, your vacation is coming up pretty soon here. Uh, just yes. a couple more months. So um, I actually um, I wanted to talk about, or actually, first of all, let me. Um, uh, the subject is around, you know, dealing with getting sick 
in Disney, which, you know, we nobody really wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to, you know, admit that you can get sick when you're on vacation. But uh, I'm going to share a story that actually happened to me a couple of years ago, is that we went to Disneyland, and the day that we landed there, my son got sick. He, he actually ended up with a bronchial infection. And, um, you know, being in another country, so, so for us it was, you know, we came from another country. We had travel health care, thankfully, but there's the whole worry around, you know, dealing with how, like, where do you go? Like, what are the local doctors? How do you get medicine? All this kind of stuff that most people don't think about until it's actually happening. And then it's, you know, it's a real panic and it's very traumatic and it kind of ruins, you know, a chunk of your vacation. So, um, so this week I did want to talk about some of the things that I've done since then to, you know, kind of prepare for these things that, uh, that you know you don't want them to happen but if you kind of know what your your game plan is it makes things a heck of a lot easier in disney world it's actually way easier to to get uh, medical attention than it is in disneyland um, if you're staying on property at disney world they do actually have triage doctors there that you can if you're you're staying in a hotel you can call and they will have someone come and see you and just do an initial triage so that doesn't mean that you know they'll they'll you know fix everything top to bottom but at the very least they'll tell you you know if they think that you should go to the to the er or any of that kind of stuff um and also there is uh there is a lot of hospitals very close to to disney world um the trick with that at least for me um the trick with that is that um because of the way my travel healthcare plan works um i have to make sure that the the hospital i'm going to is actually um covered by that plan. So that requires me talking to my, my healthcare provider and making sure that's the case. The other thing though, that, um, and, and I wish that I had had something like this when I was in Disneyland, because, um, I ended up, uh, having about three or four cab trips to and from the pharmacy to get, um, getting the right medicine, um, was a little difficult because you guys, uh, again, you know, coming from Canada, we have certain names for things and, and all that. And, you know, trying to get the medicine that I needed um, was sometimes a little bit difficult. Um, what I have found is in Disney World, there is, uh, there's actually an online pharmacy called, uh, they're called uh, Turner Drugs. And you can go to their, so you can just Google them and uh, you go to their website and they will actually deliver, um, if, if you have a prescription from the doctor, they will deliver that prescription to your hotel. So you don't even have to, you know, get in a cab or get in a car or whatever to go and find this stuff. But um, it's definitely good to to kind of research these things and to make sure you're aware of what your options are when you're down there. Because like I said, you know, we're, 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 about uh, two months out from my trip, but I am making sure that I have all of these things in place because I, I'm planning and I'm hoping that, you know, none of us will get sick down there. But if we do get sick down there, it's nice to know that, you know, I'm not kind of, you know, stranded in a foreign place going, what the heck do I do for, for you know, even getting something as simple as uh, penicillin, right? So... <laughs> Well, no, I mean, it's it's a great point because, I, to be honest, if I were in Canada and I got sick, I would have no idea what to do. <laughs> like, right. like what, what do I do? Although in Canada, you guys, you know, all have health care anyway, so I could probably just walk into somewhere, right? <laughs> well, you do have to prove your, your residency here, so oh, you, you okay. can't. Damn. Yeah, that, that doesn't work that way. can't pretend to be Canadian. <laughs> no. Well, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> point, though, too, because one time I was on a Disney trip, this was a couple years ago, and I was walking down, and I think I've told this story before, but I was walking right by the... Uh, 
the um, oh gosh, Tomorrowland Speedway, and someone sh- like straight up sneezed directly in my face, oh. like full on like disgusting sneeze right in my face. I got sick like hours later, and I had this horrible cold, and I could not kick it. And we were at the Living Seas, and I'm staring at the manatees. And all of a sudden, I just fall. Like, I, I, I fainted, basically, because I, I just had gotten so sick. And so we had gone to, like, there was an urgent care down the road. And luckily, you know, it, and that's the difference between you have to think about so many other things because you're traveling internationally. I could just go, you know, wherever. Um, but and, that, and I have a car and all that stuff. But, but, you know, when you get sick at the parks, it, it really does uh, mess up a lot of your trip. And so it's good to know that, you know, it's good to know some of the things you do to plan for that. Yeah. And like I said, it's, um, I highly recommend, uh, you know, I I've got this Turner drugs place on my, um, on my itinerary so that, you know, if I do need to make a, uh, a request, I can, you know, order it, they'll have it shipped to my room while I'm doing whatever. Um, same thing is, you know, now that I know that I can talk to, um, someone at Disney late, late. So, so I, I looked into this and, yeah, what it is is when if you're sick, you actually just call up to the front desk and you say, you know, I've got somebody in my room that's sick, and they will try and arrange to have a doctor come and see you. I mean, it's not. I I don't know what the the speed is on it, but a lot of people have said, you know, that it's it, they're usually very quick, and you know, they try and help you as best they can. But um, just keep in mind that they do have limitations as well. So you they're not gonna they're not gonna solve all of your problems, but at least you can start somewhere, and they can help you, you know, figure out where to go next. So things to think about. <laughs> Love it. No, that's great. Uh, thank you for sharing all that. And I, I, I think, uh, Damon, you have a trip coming up and you haven't even I have told multiple us, trips coming up. You have now. multiple trips coming up and you haven't even told us what this is yet. You said that your trips have taken a strange turn. So we want to yeah. hear about that. So I've been at the opening of every new attraction at um, Disney and or Universal for the past Gosh, eight years within the first month, I believe. I say first month. That sounds about right. Maybe first two months. Um, so we're going in June. And I think that, you know, the discussion of the opening of Toy Story Land has really hosed me because we'll be there like the 15th of June. And, you know, a Toy Story opening the 30th of June that's actually put a damper on things because I, I wasn't planning on going back, but now we're going back in August because of that. Um, so because I love of your that, commitment to this though, this is, I I'm impressed. Yeah. I, I have to be at every opening again. And even June kind of, you know, June to August is, it kind of hurts me a little bit because it seems like it's almost too long, but you know, it's going to is what it is. So, what we kind of decided was, is that, Hey, you know what, if we're going to go, in June and August, well, now all of a sudden it makes sense to go annual pass, um, which we had never done before. But again, I think the problem that I have was is that I I had no true understanding of the gold pass because it's kind of hard to find on their site, right? Like it's not one of the first things. So I think what happened was, is when my friend ended up doing a annual pass the i think that was about a year and a half ago when we ended up going because we knew we were doing that and the cruise and they were going to go for a few days to disney around the cruise and we decided not to you know i looked at the price difference between the platinum pass and regular tickets and was like oh this is crazy there's no point of me trying to do this it's just it's a lot of extra money but when i actually ended up looking at the price for the gold pass in comparison to what i would spend there just in june 
it's only like $600 more. You know, when you factor in things like PhotoPass and, and, and that, you know, it's only like $600 more for me. And I said to myself, well, that makes a lot of sense. Then why would I not do that? So we're going to go back in August. And then what we decided was, hey, we really want to go and see the Christmas decorations because that is something we've never done. So if we have an annual pass, we can go in December also. Um, for whatever reason, I've ended up with a lot of points because we go in the same schedule as my friends, but we bought DVC before them. So when we bought it was at the time where, you know, because of the prior use year and things like that, we kind of doubled up points in the beginning. And what they ended up getting was instead of the doubled up points is they ended up doing a cruise, which is why they're one cruise ahead of us, which is why I have to take like a short cruise just to catch up to them on, you know, the castaway <laughs> level. So that, that's also in the works, but that's, you know, a, a different discussion altogether. But anyway, so that being said, is that I again I was unaware of this gold pass which seems rather silly that I I wasn't but you know when I went to price it I was like for $600 so we're going to try to do December as well now what's interesting though is it looks like our August trip will then be our first trip where they there will be you know just food money coming out of pocket that tickets and lodging will be paid for with points and annual pass which I think we're all excited about so that was really good. So let's see. So we're staying at Animal Kingdom. Um, what's the crappy Animal Kingdom one with the with the bus that's separate? Kidani. Yeah. So we were originally booked there, but you know I waitlisted uh, Jumbo House, and you know how it works with me. Mm-hmm. So you know I just, just I just waitlisted it. it and got it right. <laughs> yeah. So it, 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 it took. Of course it, you did. <laughs> uh, it took a little longer than I thought, though. So like again, it probably took like three weeks, which I'm sure people are going to be like, yeah, so what? But like you know, so we ended up getting that. So that was fine. Um, I don't know where we're going to go in in August. Um, the, the part of the plan is that we're trying to keep it as cheap as possible point-wise. So I think we may end up at, um, oh gosh, what is that one? Old Key, uh, Key, Old Key. The, Old Key West. Yeah, I think we'll end up at Old Key just for the points. Um, yeah, but I mean, the Old point Key difference... and Saratoga are like the cheapest pretty much. Yeah, so again, I've already been to Saratoga, so I'm starting to make my rounds. So I think we may end up doing Old Key. The the only thing is, is that, you know, we're going to go in August right before the numbers change, which kind of stinks because, you know, my birthday is the, uh, in August and we're going to go for my birthday again like we did last year. But, you know, I think With the your numbers... special gold birthday pin. <laughs> exactly. I have my one from last year. So, you know, when you actually use it only on one day, they allow you to, you know, keep it for the next use year. So it's a permanent thing. It's not one that you have to get every time you go. Um <laughs> So, yeah, so I'll be there for my birthday as well. And then, you know, December, I, I don't know when we'll go, um, but we'll definitely go. And I think a lot of this also has to do, you know, the way this trip is kind of working out, which has been kind of nice, is that since we're moving again, we'll be without a house at this time. So it will allow us to kind of do some more trips as well. So that that's kind of our game plan. I couldn't miss Toy Story. That was the first movie me and my wife went to on our first date. So kind of holds a special place. So I think that uh, that will be interesting to go to, even though... The roller coaster looks dumb, um, and, and the rides look dumb. But you know, I think it will still be interesting to go to. Again, it's part of you know just having to be there uh, when things open. I think uh, it's funny though because this this happened to me too when I bought an annual pass. It was like, well, it doesn't make sense not to go another time because our tickets are paid for. All we'd have to pay for is food and to get there. Like, yeah, know? and that that's kind of how our May trip came about too. Is that we we knew we were buying the annual pass for for uh, September and yeah so we only had to pay for flight and uh, food and and just as a, a quick thing I, I think what I figured out is that 
um, for the gold pass, um, for it to make sense, you have to do, I believe it's at least uh, an eight-day trip. So if, if you stay more than eight days in a year, then well, the gold it, pass makes sense. But, and th- but think about it like this, though, Trevor, right? So while, while I understand your number, right, we have to put the caveat around it. If I took single-day pass trips, yes, the, you're right. it would be different. You're, you're right. It, and that's, that's, that's what came in for us into play was, all right, well, if I do three vacations – Right, if they were all eight days, makes a lot different than if they were like two days, one day, seven days. And yeah, I was surprised that the price difference was not as much as I thought. Again, I was in platinum pass land, and I think that's what kind of messed me up. Yeah, and and also for those that are wondering, the gold pass um, is only available to DVC and Florida residents, and it does include the memory maker, so you get all the photo pass photos, but it does not include the water parks. So water parks is actually a separate ticket price yeah and you can't, it's not an add-on or anything yeah, yeah unfortunately but that's okay because the people that we go with are not water park people and i think the only thing there that's new that we haven't been to eight million times is the was it miss something falls misadventure falls uh, miss is yeah. it misfortune falls? it's misadventure they didn't go with fortune because oh. there was some thing oh, that's that a league they... of legends character actually uh yeah some yeah some but anyway that. but it was all right we we went on it it was i mean it was like any other family tube ride <laughs> and that's the thing we um our, our plan is because again we're, we're one of our things that we is on, kind of on our bucket list is universal halloween okay so Ooh, yeah it's a little bit of a different level than bush gardens which is where we normally go to uh but we go to the bush gardens in virginia because it's close so anyway, it's kind of been on our on our list of things we want to accomplish. So I think what I'd like to do, um, which again, my, my wife is not happy about this, is I would like the, the next water park, go to, I want to go to Volcano Bay. I mean, that's kind of on my list of, uh, you know, places to, to kind of hit up. So what we may try to do is because we'll be on Disney on the Gold Pass, we're really not going to be spending a ton of money in August and it will be my birthday is that, you know, usually I get what I want on my birthday is we may hit Volcano Bay up. There you go. So sounds like a good plan. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. So Um, you're going three times this year is what you're saying to me. That's what I heard. Yeah. (laughs) So that will be, uh, that will be well worth it. I think the December trip is, it's just in the beginning planning stages. Like Trevor said, we'll have already, you know, utilized our gold pass enough um so it really we're building a house so it's going to depend on when our house is finished um if our house is finished you know december 1st (laughs) that may put things off a little bit but uh we'll see i heard the time to go is the 9th to the 15th the week before is cheerleader week and after that it's too crazy so if it's not that week it may be uh, a little tough for us yep you you really only got a very limited window right before christmas Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's exactly before it gets absolutely. And the bananas. thing is, I don't need to ride rides, right? Like, yeah. if I'm going, I don't need to ride any ride. I was just there in August. What do I really care? There's going to be nothing new. Um, so that that's why it would just be kind of hanging out, doing the Christmas thing, and, not worrying about the ride. Yeah, and you're there for the shows and the fireworks and all the seasonal stuff, right? Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, just just look, going around looking at the Christmas decorations and all the different holiday stuff is is worth it just just for going then. I mean, it's amazing all the stuff they do there. So yeah, well that's that's awesome. That that sounds like you got quite the quite the year planned. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need a trip report for every single one of those trips. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, especially Toy Story since you'll get to review it for us. So yeah, I guess I'll be there. Um, like I said, so it will definitely be worth it. I'll be the first one of us there at least. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true, because you know I'm not going on vacation again for, like, ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, my life is over. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so thank you, uh, guys, for giving us those updates. I mean, it sounds like uh, a lot of good stuff. Uh, you know, between the two of you guys, you're going, like, four times this year, so I'm jealous. Um, but that's really cool. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to end like we usually end and uh, and talk about some rumors that – and. Uh, Damon is not interested in any of these. I'm not interested stuff. in any of them. It's, un- <laughs> it's unfortunate because I have to close out the show. Otherwise, I'd probably just leave. But I'll let these guys talk for a little bit. <laughs> we'll go. We'll, we're going to make it quick. We're, we're you know, it's 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 uh, getting late here. So we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up quickly here. But um, so this is a story. We've talked about this a while ago. This has been a rumor for a while. Um, but there's some uh, news out there that a nighttime replacement for Illuminations is almost complete. Um, that they're, it, they're, it's been fast-tracked to debut earlier. I'm not sure why they fast-tracked it. I, and no one's really got an explanation for that. But apparently the vocals and the new music has been recorded pretty recently. Um, for those that don't know, Illuminations is the longest continually running uh, Disney Parks fireworks show. Um, so, you know, it, it, it is due for a replacement. I am not psyched about this show ending. Um, although I am, if, if you've listened to the show... I am the person that's always saying, yeah, you know, out with the old, in with the new, uh, you know, upgrades are good and things like that. Um, this is one of my favorite shows, so I'm going to be sad to see it go. I am interested to see what is going to replace it. Um, you know, I, I want to rec- recklessly speculate on this that, you know, a couple of years ago, and you guys might remember this, Disney partnered, I believe it was with, oh gosh, who was it with? IBM? Where they had these, they created these little drones that had LED lights on them, and they made during Christmas time they did like a Christmas show at Disney Springs with these little drones. And I've been waiting to see when they're going to do something with these. Right? They fir- filed permits with the FC uh, with the uh, FAA, um, and you know all these different things about what they're going to do with these drones. In my mind, I feel like this new show is going to somehow incorporate that technology, and if. I, and I, there's literally no information out, about the, out there about this. I'm just recklessly speculating because I think it would make sense. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think that would be really cool if they did that. And I, I hope they still incorporate all the countries uh, and, you know, still I, I, maybe even more fireworks than they had before. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I, I have a, a question in here. What would make Damon go to this new show? What would make Damon say, I want to go to this I actually show? stopped listening. I was kind of <laughs> on my phone playing Clash Royale, but... <laughs> Um, it depends what time it is, and probably nothing. Nighttime after the sun's gone down. Yeah, probably not too much. I mean, we're, we're actually gonna, it's, it, yeah, it's funny though because we are actually going to do June a little bit differently. So I will we'll be going to the park later and staying later. So we'll see how that works. But I don't know. These things don't interest me in general. These sort of shows. So. I don't think too much will get there unless, like I said, I happen to walk into it because I happen to be at the park. But planning around it, nah, probably not. Well, I mean, as, as far as illuminations goes, yes, I, I I get your point about it, Tom. That you know, it's it is a good show, but um, I so I saw it ten years ago, and then I saw it on my last trip in September, and it's really dated. It, I, I hate to say yeah. it, but it's yeah. it's showing its age, unfortunately. So. I agree. Yeah. It, so it, it does need that update. It does need something new added to it. As far as the whole drones thing go, um, I'm thinking of for anybody that watched the uh, opening to the Olympics, um, they did. They actually used drones in in their opening show, and it was really cool. I thought I thought it was awesome how they uh, 
how they made use of them. However, I don't know, or well, I, I'm sure, you know, Disney would figure out the logistics of this, but more fireworks and drones doesn't really mix. So <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. <laughs> so, so I think you either have to have, you know, one or the other. And I think they could do something really cool. They could do some really cool displays with the drones, but then um, there is also the concern of, of overhead because, you know, fireworks are, you know, like, you know, they fire off and they're done drones. They have to keep reusing them. And, you know, how does maintenance work and all that kind of stuff. And if it get, I, my worry would be that, if they made it a very heavy show on that and then they had a whole bunch of mechanical issues that it could actually stop them from showing the show and have to, you know, scrap it and or do if, something else. Right. Or if it was really windy out or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, really uh, in Florida, that's, that's less of an issue there than it is in, in California. California. Yeah. yeah. That's true. I mean, that's, that's a fair point. And I guess in my mind, I was thinking the drones over the, the world showcase lagoon. So there would be, you know, far from from people, and I was thinking they'd be. You know, they shoot the fireworks off from somewhere else. I'm just recklessly speculating, Trevor. I like to make. You know, if we're somehow right about this, it would be amazing. See, yeah. <laughs> see, I'm thinking of like Illuminations, how it currently is, and you know how they shoot the fireworks into the lagoon, but then you've oh, got yeah, drones true. there, and they're fire. <laughs> they're shooting fireworks at the drones. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know, that would make it exciting. It would. I I, I would actually want to see that, but. <laughs> I am interested to see what they're going to do, though, because, I mean, I'm assuming they're still going to have, like, a, a similar message of, you know, like, world unity and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But I, I, I don't know. What are they going to do different with it? I, I mean, we haven't really seen a whole lot of... You think if they were building something like that giant world thing that they have now that's on the on the barge that we would have known by now, like, somebody would have caught it backstage in, like, an aerial photo, but nothing. So, unless they're going to keep that and just do something different with it, I, I don't know. Or maybe it just won't be around the lagoon at all. That's true, too. And, and actually, if you look at the concept art for it, it looks like they were going to build something further up from the lagoon, and that was going to be the show. But I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i lost on this. I, I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of projection involved, too, because that's they, they've been using that with every nighttime show now, mm-hmm. uh, like the, you know, the projection. But I, I don't know. I have no idea what it's going to look like. I just wanted to bring it up because it is like... It's one of my favorite nighttime shows. It's definitely one or two on my list. Well, all, all I ask is, as much as I said it's dated and everything, I do still want to see it one last time. So as long as they can hold off until May before they shut it down, then I'll be more than happy to see what they offer going forward. Yeah, I, I agree. The other thing I want to bring up, too, a lot of Epcot stuff, uh, Wonders of Life Pavilion. So we talked a couple shows ago about the roof being repaired, and it would seem kind of weird that the roof was being repaired. Uh, on a pavilion they don't really use for anything. It just kind of sits there, and even some of the rides that were there are just still sitting there that haven't been used in 20 years, uh, which is weird in itself. There's a whole podcast you could do about the Wonders of Life Pavilion. But uh, usually during the uh, uh, the International Flower and Garden Festival, they use it as the festival center, and this year they decided not to. So the combination of them fixing the roof... And not using the festival center. And then also uh, Bob Ch- Chapek, and, um, who is the head of Disney Parks, a bunch of Imagineers and a bunch of executives were recently seen walking around the pavilion, walking inside the pavilion. Uh, they were also seen doing this at the Imagination, Imagination Pavilion as well. I don't know. This seems to me like they are going to do something with the Wonders of Life Pavilion. It is going to be reopened 
to its former glory with some sort of new attractions or maybe the same ones redone. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say former glory, but... Um, what do you mean? Yeah. That was an amazing pavilion. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I I can't see them, you know, just reopening it and saying, here you go, it's back. Because, uh, I, I mean, nostalgia will kick in, but it's not gonna... It, it won't sustain it. So, I mean, yeah, hopefully there's something new and exciting coming with it. One or imagination pavilion concerns me a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. One, uh, so people are going to hate me for saying this, but I like the current incarnation of of Figment and the and the ride. Um, I've seen videos of the previous one, and it was just a little too weird for me. It just <laughs> it, it was kind of all over the place. And also, the imagination pavilion houses the DVC lounge. So if they're talking sure. about making changes there. As a DVC member, hey, don't touch my lounge. But um, <laughs> I agree. <yeah. laughs> and I, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I you know, I don't. I, I've actually, Damon, have you ever mentioned before if you like the the um, the Figment ride that's currently at Imagination or not? I know you are like I, never I, change anything, thought, never anything. I thought you were just checking in with me to wrap up. I'm just making sure you're awake still. <laughs> I'm just making sure you're awake still. Yeah, no, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to get you awake. That's um, <laughs> no, I love that ride. So okay, so you do. Okay, yeah, I, I do too. Actually, I, I uh, Figment's my favorite character, and but except you ruined your your doll of him. But yeah, no, he's staring at me right now. He looks great. Is he in the box? Is he staring at you from inside the <laughs> no, safe box? No, the box, box is... I'm looking at the box, too. It's just not in if the box. If he's out of the box, he's not safe. I freed him <laughs> from his from his cage of the box. So, yeah. anyway. With, with your finger oils. <laughs> no one could tell. I used the glove. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, you're in, you're not in favor of losing that either. I, I think it's an unpopular opinion, but I, I like that ride. I enjoy it every time I go. So, I don't know. I mean, if if Wonders of Light did come back, would you want to see them update it, or would you want to see them kind of bring back the old attractions in a newer incarnation? Again, I think we've been through this for me. Everything should stay the way it is. All new stuff should be added extra. Well, see, that's why I that's thought you'd it. be interested in this, because this is a pavilion that's been sitting dormant, and it, it looks like they're finally going to do something with it. Is it going to be a roller coaster? No. No. <laughs> then I don't care. <laughs> I mean, but they did have Body Wars in there. That was... Oh, wait. You don't do Star Tours. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I do Star Tours. Oh, I thought you didn't. I thought you got motion sick on that. No, the old one. It's, oh. Again, you have to remember, before... We've, we've had these discussions We have. Now. I forget. You know, okay. we, so we've anyway, a lot so of shows. All, We're all on show listeners... 25, man. We're on show 25 now. <laughs> I forget things. So, no. I, I, again, I don't care if things make me sick anyway. I ride them anyway. Fair enough. So Fair enough. What would you like want to... It's like the opening of the parks. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But Trevor, would you want to see it come back? I mean, or would you just not care? Um, <laughs> like, like I said, I, I think I would want to see it just for the nostalgia bit, and then I would be done with it pretty quick. Well, I mean, if they updated Body Wars, though, with, like, new effects well, and new actors, and, like, they redid the whole thing, but it was newer, you know? I don't know. Okay, yeah. I, <laughs> I, 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 Tom's losing me now. Yeah, I'm going crazy tonight. Con- <laughs> the, the concept seems... It, it's still just... It's too old. Like, like that whole pavilion yeah, is just... It, it's really old. Like, yeah. I, I, I agree with it. I agree with that. I, I just wonder what they're going to do with it. I, you know, I, I, I think it's, I think it is not coincidental that they were fixing the roof. It's not being used as a festival center. And there were park executives walking around. That definitely makes me think something is happening. And you watch. They're going to announce that they're demoing it in two weeks. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, they can't do that. Yes, they can. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But see, the interesting thing to me is I thought they were going to, and then when they released the uh, like the concept art for what the you know the Epcot transformation was going to be, the Wonders of Life Pavilion is on there. It's there. It's prominently featured. So for me, that meant that they I felt like they had a plan for it, or they were going to keep it there. And then when I when they announced that space restaurant, I was like, okay, they're going to tear it down and put that there. But then they specifically said, no, we're not going to put it there. We're going to put it somewhere else. So I I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing stuff out there. I just think it's interesting. So, yeah, uh, like I said, I I wouldn't be against them opening it up again, but I just I feel there's a little too much nostalgia going on here. <laughs> no, I, it's a fair point. I, I and I'm not advocating for them to just keep the rides in their current form. You know, yeah, I, that, that I'm would be advocating. Awful. <laughs> no, it would be, and I, I'm more thinking of okay, maybe we do the the concept of Wonders of Life, right? talking about the science behind you know like they had the making of me in there where you would you know you could learn how you know babies come come about and then there was the uh the cranium command thing where you know they they had like a little it was actually kind of inside out ish where they had like a little animatronic controlling the guy right so i mean i'm saying like the the idea is great and i think it's really great within the concept of epcot and i think it would be great if they did that over again but in a new way with like new technology, new science type of thing, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Still not interested. (laughs) Uh, Well, no. uh, Yeah. Like I said, I, I'm, I, so I guess let's revisit this in a couple of weeks because I, I think that they're looking at it because they're going to do something totally net new. But But, why would they, why would they fix the roof though? If they were going to just tear it down? Well, not necessarily tear it down, but I don't think it's going to be wonders of life. I, I mean, I don't disagree with that either. They, I mean, there's lots of stuff they can do with that building. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I think we should skip this last topic and just wrap this thing up. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, don't <laughs> think, I am all about that. Yeah, we, we, yeah, this one doesn't really apply to anyone here. I don't think so. That's true. Yeah. yeah so yeah, let's, let's, let's just wrap this up, Damon. You want to, you want to go ahead? Sure. Email address. Actually, you know what? I, I, what I would like to mention first, though, is that we've gotten a fair amount more feedback on Facebook and through email than we have previously. And we do appreciate that very much. Uh, we like the interactions just so everyone's aware what we try to do on Facebook, since there are three of us, is that we will tag it with our initials or our name after the comment. So you know who you're actually responding to or speaking with. But that all being said, if you'd like to email us, it's welcomehomepodcast at gmail.com. Website is relevant. Uh, again, questions. <laughs> so we always like to answer questions. Uh, I mean, I would say submit questions, but as you can tell, we already go on way too long. So if you submit them, we may just answer them in Facebook or through email if we True. can't get to them here. But we will try on Facebook again, which is probably the best for us at this point it's at welcome home podcast please like the page please ask your friends to like the page please ask your family to like the page the more people we get the better it is for us if you'd like to continue to hear us that's the best way to make it happen um on twitter it's welcome home pod on instagram which no one uses it's welcome home pics um i, I just can't wrap my head around instagram i'm sorry everybody i, I wish think, i could i think we're all um, too old to understand Instagram. <laughs> you know I, I don't mind twitter and i know twitter is not the way to be anymore but instagram's tough for me to wrap my head around anyway i really want to try and use it on my trip but i feel i'll probably fail horribly again 
But, but you know, and the problem is, is that even if you use it on your trip, people aren't going to subscribe to our Instagram for twice a year. True. But anyway, <laughs> all that being true. said, um, give us reviews on iTunes. That helps us or any other service you use. Again, the more people we can get to listen to the show, the better for us. Um, and I will hand it over to Tom. Yeah, and uh, thanks, Damon. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. It's really great when uh, we release an episode on a, on a Monday and you get a little pop-up thing on you your... You don't have to listen to the ones that don't have me on them, either, just so you know. <laughs> you know, actually, I don't know if you know this, but our last episode, one of our most listened to episodes of all time. So Yeah, we hope they come back, though. That's the only thing. <laughs> they were like, oh, no, Damon? We're going to listen. We're going to download this more. <laughs> no, we, uh, ever, we've gotten several emails from people missing damon from last week so yeah <laughs> welcome back <laughs> so anyway um wait do so, i get yes. to say why I'm, I'm not there so listen so now i'm gonna actually just mess up tom's closing all together <laughs> so because of my son and his swimming we, there may be another episode without me don't worry i'm not going anywhere i'll be back so not to worry everybody <laughs> that's that's right and uh you know when i when i have my baby in a few months here uh you'll probably have some damon trevor shows too which will be fun so <laughs> or damon and someone else shows who knows um anyway uh so yeah subscribe to the show so you can get alerted every time we have a new episode coming out uh like i said we do every other uh, every other monday so uh usually when you wake up in the morning you have it ready there for you for your uh, commute in the morning uh, you can find our podcast on itunes google play music tune in uh stitcher just about any podcast app you can find out there uh just a reminder to our listeners welcome home podcast is for entertainment only we are not employed by the walt disney company and as such any opinion we express on the show is our own especially when i'm making wild crazy ideas about rumors uh, you know about what's going to replace shows and things like that uh those are you know just our thoughts and our opinions we do not work for altisity so if you have questions uh legitimate questions talk to your dbc representative talk to your cast member uh call disney directly go on their website uh you know not that we can't answer these things but you know we are we do our very best to answer things correctly and if uh you want the for sure answer definitely talk to disney uh you can find me on princecharmingvacations.com for all your disney vacation planning needs and damon wow so again stay tuned for some new stuff but you can find me currently on bscKids.com. great join us next time more disney parks discussion of course more dvc talk we hope to see y'all real soon Signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. We do a huddle when we hit a chair. How she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl.